Another episode of the Retro Reductus Cephala Podcast. The only show where old is new, new is old, and so are we. We are part of the Nebriarch Podcast Network as well, if you didn't know. I am your host, Nintendo, and with me as always are my, my little inkling pals, Boss Rush Mode. Beam me up, Joy. Parasite Steve. My looks are set to stun. And a bit alchemist. I don't have a good Star Trek thing to say. Damn it! Oh, <laughs> son of a bitch. So in case you didn't know, this is our Star Trek-themed episode where we're just a general discussion about Star Trek. Uh, old and new. Mostly and, uh, old because mostly that's old. our thing, because we thing. don't like anything new. Yeah, because <sighs> we're old and grumpy. Unless the new stuff is kind of like the old stuff, or made to look old, or made to be... Give you give you that old feel. Oh shit! I should have said where we boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Yes, Damn it! Should have. Oh. Too late. Shit ass. Too late. All right. Fuck. So, I won't say it. Yes. All, All right. right. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. So. So, anyways, Star Trek: The Original Series, a five-year mission. That was only on for three years. Yeah. Hot <laughs> damn. Which is kind of funny. Um, so, uh, anyone want to start off? Like, anyone has any? Thoughts it's your about episode, Star Trek man. Or? So, so what you got into? What, what Star Trek were you most drawn to? Like when you were watching it? Um, probably the Next Generation. TNG. So, so you think back, like that's your Star Trek? That's my Star Trek. Yeah, but although before that, the original Star Trek, I would watch with my father, mm-hmm. but I, I only watched it because my father was watching it and I wanted to be with my dad. So He is a pretty cool guy. He is yeah. a cool guy. Oh, dad. One of the nicest dad, guys ever. Dad so, time. That's true. Um, I always loved Spock. He was one of my favorites. He um, was my favorite too. Because it was like no one else like him. And he had the pointy ears and he was really, really smart and he was like really... Emo- really reserved. He was really emotionless too. Yeah. He's just, just like a really, robot. He's really monotone, not a robot. pointy-eared robot. Personality, robot. which I thought was interesting. Right. Be- before like you understand that, okay, he's a Vulcan. Vulcans, Vulcans hide their emotions. Kind of like this, this is like what they do. They're like trains to hide their emotions. Yeah, as a right. kid, you're just absorbing it for the first time. And you're like, what's this guy's deal? Why is he like this? But I like it. You know, it's just interesting. Yeah. Right. He's just a unique character you've never seen before. Right. Which is a, uh, this is a funny, funny little fact about Spock. Or Vulcans in general. For for male Vulcans, if they don't get laid after seven years, they go fucking nuts. <laughs> there was an episode Wait, on this. Wait, when does that start? They they get the blue balls. They get the does blue that start balls. at birth or they does go it start once they turn 18? Once they reach maturity. What is what? the age of maturity for a Vulcan? I have no idea. 132 and a half? Interesting. I, I have no idea. The 136-year-old virgin. An, there Two was an episode where Spock and Kirk go on Vulcan. And bang, and and yeah, he <laughs> that's was, wild. Because because he was acting like irrationally. He was like getting fucking pissed. He was breaking things, treating everyone like shit. That was like the only time you see any kind of emotion. Like Why are you being such a shit ass, douche? And and he wouldn't say because it was because to him it was embarrassing, and he didn't want to say anything. I but am he's like he he demanded to go to Vulcan, playing Vulcan. 
there's a massage parlor I really need to and visit. That's, right. So, we just so won the where, Super Bowl. I deserve right. this. This Too episode soon. was fucking <laughs> dumb. <laughs> I, I mean, how can you possibly make <laughs> a serious awesome. good episode? It's dumb because why? It's got to be better than the hippie Fox blue balling hardcore. <laughs> Which is fine because he was a blue shirt. He was. He was. Oh. The, he was the blue shirt. Shit, the blue went all the way up. The blue shirts get horny. They want to fuck shit up. They'll get laid after seven. <laughs> Although God. I guess McCoy had a blue shirt, right? Yeah, I, I guess. Bones. But he was also old. <laughs> he's past all that. He's, he's, he's past. He's all too that. grumpy. He's also not a Vulcan. He's thinking about other things. Yeah, he's not a Vulcan. So, uh, so, he, so, did they have a name for this disease, like this disorder? Like, was it like I don't remember. Well, you know they did. Yeah, they you know had. They to. Did. I mean, they named friggin' I, it, everything. It, it was it was a, a a male thing for Vulcan. He went bone crazy. Just, yeah, it's just they needed to fuck <laughs> shit up, and, and apparently, just like masturbation, just wasn't gonna do the trick. It's like, like, the, like the their trick. bodies knew. He went right. He went boink he nuts. Hey, you can't fool Spock's me. Like, that was no. your hand, <laughs> or that was the corner of a couch, or whatever the fuck they did around. <laughs> Spock's like, I can't, Jim. It'll know. It will know. It'll know. <laughs> wow. So yeah, Man, Star Trek. So, so the funny thing what is, what the hell? So in order to, <laughs> oh my god, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> Good. Say it out loud. Go ahead. So so they go. Uh, uh, Spock and Kirk go to Vulcan, and so Spock and some other male Vulcan had to fight fight to the death for a woman, for a one woman. Man. The funny thing is, though, this woman was not interested in Spock or this other random Vulcan. She wanted Captain Kirk. Oh, of course oh, she did. Shit. Of course, right? Because no, whatever. So you managed to get your shirt off, <laughs> right? So. Spock had to fight Captain Kirk for the woman to the death. Oh, it's that episode. It was that episode, oh. yes. Okay, that episode. Oh, so she was attracted to my white and privilegedness, <laughs> and they fucking duke it out. Like Spock almost killed Kirk because Vulcans are stronger than humans. They are stronger right? than humans. Yeah, yeah. And Kirk was just gonna get some more. Like Kirk, like Spock hadn't had any in seven years. So, right. like, I mean, the dude's starving over there. Spock was going to kill his ass. <laughs> like, your ass, Jim. Your ass is dead. Oh. Ass is grass, Jim. Oh, my God. It's it was grass, so Jim. stupid. That's but awesome. things grass, worked Jim. out in the end, clearly. S- still better so. than the hippie episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or the time-traveling Abe Lincoln. Yeah, if you want to find out what happened, all the details of what happened in this episode, go find it. We're not going to tell you the, uh, the whole thing. There's just too much Spoiler good alert. juicy details. Yeah, of course, you know, the, the, we're not going to bring you the climax. <laughs> right. Of course, there was that 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 classic episode of the Trebles. Yes, the Tribbles. The Tribbles. Tribbles. Trouble with Tribbles. Yeah. Everybody remembers that one. I I you know I don't remember that many episodes. Honestly, I remember like scenes. Yeah, more than whole episodes. Right. I did really like the original Trek when I was a kid, and it's not something I've really gone back to or felt the need to go back to. Right? Yeah, same here. But I did really, really enjoy it, and I remember watching the cartoon whenever it was on too. Yep, that's right. Oh wow! Yeah, I just I just saw that whole thing's on Netflix. Yeah, is it the yeah. whole cartoon? Oh, yeah. that's awesome! I didn't know because I think the original actors did the voices, right? Yes, I'm pretty yeah. sure yeah, they did. Yeah. And it was done really well too. I mean, the drawings were really good. And- yeah, yeah, like for that it's time, crazy. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So when did that come out? 60s, 70s? Uh, the original series 60s. came out in the 60s, 66 to 69. Okay. 69, It was very dude. 60s. Yeah. Okay. It was, yeah. yeah. But, but you know, for, for that time, it was like the only sci-fi show on television. <clears throat> right. 
they and go, they you know go it had high grounds with that show. Yeah, it had Uhura, which is amazing because you She's know a she strong w- female black character. Yeah, and right. she had a relationship with a white guy. Right, it's and like that, super that was progressive. Big, that was, that that was, was a big no. thing. That's and a I big think, thing now. Like what the hell? Yeah, yeah. this is yeah. the sixth. Right. Yeah. It's still hard right. to get people to like you know give on on that front now. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Yeah. yeah, because it was Uhura and Spock, right? Uh, I know was, in the new movies it is. Is it yeah. the new is movies? It it's Spock? that, but it's uh, a horror in uh, Kirk. Kirk. Of course, it's Kirk. Original. It's always yeah. Kirk. It's always but yeah, Kirk. now it's a horror in Spock. I think to try but to change when that, it up. When that episode aired of them two kissing, that caused so much controversy. Right. It really did. Like and that was all the actress who like pushed for that. Like she, like she really wanted that to be in the scene. Like wanted it yeah. to be filmed and wanted to do multiple takes. And she actually. The, the the director felt Michelle super Nichols. awkward about the scene, and so he wanted to just do it once and get it over with. But she kept demanding retakes to make him squirm. Like she just wanted to to just keep going with it, to be like, "Yes, this is happening. Deal with it." And like, it's just kind of brilliant. Shannon was like, "Okay, yeah, yeah." yeah. Shannon's <laughs> like, "I mean, I'm not gonna come back. Hey, yeah, cool." You sure you don't need five more takes? Right. Yeah. Uh, no. I'll, I'll, I'll need I'll do 20. five more takes. <laughs> how, how many more takes do you need? Right. I've got all day. Does anyone else have any uh, moments of their original Star Trek? I mean, the original for, Trek? Yeah, I never. I really didn't see much of the original Trek. Like when I was growing up, it was all TNG and, and Deep Space Nine and stuff. And again, like I was, I was pretty young when these things were on, so I remember seeing it on TV quite a lot. Um, you know, I remember Quark like super vividly from DS Nine, just like yeah. just yeah. the look yeah. of him, yeah. and you know the Ferengis. Yeah, the Ferengis. Like that was such a Star Trek character in my brain. Like if you if you said Star Trek, like. That's one of the first images I think of because right. he's just such like a weird like butthead guy with the unibrow ears. into the ears and like yep. this yeah. whole thing like yep. it was not a Star Wars dude that was a Star Trek yep. right. right so you know that was definitely a vivid image um, and I remember actually probably the biggest Star Trek thing I ever did when I was young was go to the Star Trek convention I think oh, with yeah. you guys I tagged yes. along I was wicked young yeah but there was a Star Trek con that was what was it in like Boston it was in or? Boston yeah. yeah we always went to Boston ones yeah did you go to the one with Denise Crosby I'm not we, I'm not sure I remember the, I went, they had like the Star Wars guys too like all the people in suits maybe maybe you don't remember uh, it's like I remember I remember having toys from it was Willow there could be could be yeah i don't know i was young i, I just remembered that that was like that was something i had had uh-huh, kind of been uh-huh. a part of and had some toys from that but yeah i didn't have a ton of exposure to star trek when i was when i was that mm. young because it was just like it's so diplomatic it's not really something that grabbed me like when i was at like five years old you know a child i'm not smart enough for this crap <laughs> right where's the punchy punchy joe's like pew stuff? right where's know, the punchy right. punchy pew pew <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, there was some punchy, punchy, pew, pew. Some. Some. But there's a lot of talking. Some of those pew, pews were set to sun. Mm-hmm. Or to kill. Whatever. I think, I think another episode that most people will remember is um, the episode The Arena, which is the one where Kirk is shirtless and ends up fighting the lizard guy. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. The Gorn? Yep. The Gorn, yes. yes. <clears throat> yep. yep. And it's funny because, you know, you mentioned the Ferengi. I think for me, the Ferengi and the Gorn are the two that jump in my mind. I'm sure there are others, but of like, they they are sort of the races that break the rule of subtle aliens. 
Their right. aliens Usually are always they're very not human. Mm-hmm. You know, they have freckles on their temples, or they have like a little weird nose bridge, or they have like you know just pointy ears, or you know, it's like very subtle Warf, stuff. Warf looks right. different. But when the Klingons started in the old show, they were just kind of tanner. They're just tan. They had, and they, they had like really bushy eyebrows. Huh. Yeah, that was that was pretty yeah, much it. it. Just, yeah. And the Romulans became what the Klingons used to look like, sort oh. of. Except yes. they didn't give them brown skin. They sort of just had that hair and the and the eyebrows. But the uh, they made TNG made the the Klingons have bumpy foreheads and 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 stuff. But yeah, I mean they were uh, they were pretty subtle to start with anyway. And even then, they they're brown and they have bumpy foreheads. I mean, it's not crazy. The Ferengi's mm. like that's a design, right? That's they like are different. real yeah. weird looking. And the yeah. Gorn just looks like something that sh- straight up could have been in the Mos Eisley Cantina. Yeah. It's just like a, a crazy a, lizard dude, a, a lizard, a full lizard guy. Yeah, like he absolutely like should be. I, I'm sure a fan has already done it, like inserted him into that scene or something. <laughs> but like, you know, it's it's funny, and I I know that that's like one of whenever Star Trek is playing in the background and in like a movie, they're always watching that one. Yeah, the one right. with the it's horn. Like every time, it's arena. The it's arena. so funny. Yeah. Um, actually, it's 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 kind of neat that you're that you mentioned the Gorn because um, one of the one of the things I did enjoy about Star Trek was the the new movie series. Um, mm-hmm. And that one that series, I guess, is uh, is called the Kelvin timeline because the first movie starts with the USS Kelvin. Oh, I didn't realize that. So yeah, That's so I guess called. the fans are just kind of dubbed it the Kelvin timeline. But um, I, I really like those new movies. But the uh, there was a PS3 game that they made which took place in between the first and second movies of that trilogy. And the primary story of that was um, the Vulcans were rebuilding and they were harvesting material from like some some star and it ripped a hole in space time fabric and the Gorn came through and the Gorn came through and started fucking shit up on, you know, their mining platform and messing up new Vulcan and all this other crap. But it was wicked neat that this game that came out in 2013 pulled from you know uh, a race that hadn't been in that new trilogy of movies and hadn't been present hadn't in a been really in anything time. essentially i think yeah. since that one episode yeah. that everybody remembers, remembers right yeah. and i think yeah. some of the old like pc games maybe referenced them too but i thought it was so cool that you got to actually face off against the gorn it's like really really neat. yeah definitely right, right. Actually, and they looked like so cool in that game yeah no they did a great job yeah I just kind of want to go back a couple steps because I have to take some time to actually look up the lyrics to make sure I got them right. Because uh, Parasite Steve, you were mentioning how like some of the like the subtle aliens from like the earlier Star Trek episodes, mm-hmm. and it's kind of referenced in a song by an artist called Aurelio Voltaire. And uh, the name of the song is uh, "The USS Make Shit Up." And, uh, <laughs> and uh, the couple lines here. And what is with the Klingons? Remember in the day, they looked like Puerto Ricans and dressed in gold lame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Voltaire. <laughs> Just wanted to bring that up. Nice. nice. That's hilarious. I do remember right. back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, let me let me just continue. Now they look like heavy metal rockers from the dead with leather pants, frizzy hair, and lobsters on their heads. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely have to finish that. that, that yeah, line. no, that whole oh, thing yeah, needed yeah. to be there. That's, a, that's amazing. Yes. Oh, the USS makes shit up. The USS makes shit <laughs> yeah, up. That's pretty weird. much. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Pretty much. I uh, believe that's from the album Star Trekual. Ooh. Or, no, Bitrekual. Bitrekual. <laughs> Bitrekual. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> So, so yeah. <clears throat> now, Joe, when what was your experience like when the next generation was coming out? Like, do you remember when that was a thing? Was your was your dad really excited for oh, that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like what, yeah. what? What do you remember about that time? Oh jeez. Like because uh, that was crazy. There's a new, a sequel show. 
that happens now. There's there's examples of that now. That wasn't really a thing back then. Right. It was like like 20 years after the original right. show aired that they decided to do a and sequel show. And it was a show. sequel show. It wasn't a reboot. All that stuff happened. Yep. yep. So so with The Next Generation, that takes place 100 years after the whole Kirk and Spock era. So the show looked totally Kirk different. Kirk and Spock? Is that like one person? Kirk and Spock. Irvin Kirk and Spock. Irvin Kirk and Spock. Was it really a hundred years? Spark and yeah. Spock. Because yeah, I remember years. like McCoy being in an episode. He was super old, but and I know Spock, but there was, there was like long a, lived. probably a reason for that. Maybe it was like some kind of like time thing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. It's been a long time. Yeah. But um Yeah, I mean I looked up uh Okay the, the plot, so it was, it was supposed to be a hundred years. Okay. Hundred um, years. Yeah, hundred years. So yeah, I was really looking forward to it. Uh, as soon as they they mentioned Data, who is the the android, I I, I was I was fucking thrilled, and, and he, he he became my my favorite. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I like me Data. too. Data was my uh, was, was, my was my favorite. Fast him, favorite. Him and Worf, Worf, were, were fantastic. Yep, which is kind of weird because you know for the longest time the the uh, the Starfleet. And the the Klingons were like enemies for like the longest time, and here you have a Klingon part of the the fleet, right? And right. they filled Which in the backstory like, eventually, but when the yeah. show started, you're like, what? What? Mm-hmm. What is this guy doing? Is a Klingon on the bridge? Klingon the bridge, right? And he turned out to be fucking awesome. So yeah, Worf was right. great. Yep, wicked awesome. And uh, let's see, some of my favorite episodes was. Definitely the one where Data discovered that he had a twin. Mm-hmm. And lore. It was Data and Data? It, Is that how it was, went? Brother was lore. What was it? Lore. Lore, that's right. Yep. Data and lore. Yep. And uh, lore turned out to be a bad guy. There was a reason why he was shut off and whatever. Lore was basically proto-man. Yes. Right? If and he didn't Data get any new Man. information in seven years, he went crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he yeah, went he has to connect to Wi-Fi crazy. so fast. If he yeah. didn't get his like hard drive updated. Oh, <laughs> put oh, a USB yeah. drive in me. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, so- Laura, info dump. Laura was like the imperfect <laughs> first try. He was the prototype. Yes, he was, yep. So uh, they, when they discovered him, I don't even know what Oh, yeah, they made him. He was too, too emotional. He was too emotional, yes. He was too human. Too- Emotional baby. <laughs> so when they found him, he was disassembled. Right, that's right. Disassembled, and uh, and uh, so Data was like, "Oh, let's bring him back on the ship and just put him together, see what he's like, and whatever." And he was just like, "Oh, he was terrible. He was, he was a a manipulative a, jerk." Let's, let's reassemble this unknown technology. What's the worst that can happen? Right. There's no way that it was disassembled on purpose. <laughs> right. Clearly, must have so, just fallen into disrepair. So, so the, this thing with with Lore was that he always had this twitch with his mouth. Like he was he'd oh, always yes. do like that 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 way. Oh, yes, you guys can't right. see him, but I'm totally doing it. Yeah, he is. <laughs> He's like talking, Take talking, and, and, then, right. and then talking. So that's talking, how huh? you could tell the difference because mm-hmm. he always had that twitch. Because he tried to replace identical. Data. Yes. So, so what? He, he was read only, bitch. He, he you can't replace of, this Data, <laughs> right? So he wanted to get rid of Data. So in order to trick people, he used his little device, and he kind of like copied, copied the twitch that Lore had, and then transferred it over to, to Data. So Data had that twitch, but got but Lore got rid of his twitch. So that's how he tricked people. 
It's, it's just ingenious. Mm, he's so it's smart. Ingenious. How is it possible? God, how do you be that? Do we even have this technology? How do you, do you, have, how do you even scenes, think of that? One of my favorite scenes was having showing them on on the on the beds, trying to like you know they're trying to fix lore, and the way the way how they did is like okay, you see two datas, and at the time I'm like. How the fuck did they do this? <laughs> right. This special effect like, is dude, blowing we, my uh, fucking ass. I mean, right we now. were like in third or fourth grade. Oh, yeah. Point. Yeah, this was like back in uh, 88, 89 or something like that. So the the guy who played Data was Brent Spinner. Brent Spiner. 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 Time Spinner. It's Time Spiner. Spiner. It's definitely Time Spiner. Spiner. <laughs> yes. Spinal. So, so we all know that, that Brent doesn't have a twin so like how the hell do they get two of him in one scene? there can't be two brents so my mind was like <laughs> can't have it. my mind was blown so you were not smart enough for star trek i was not smart enough at all in general i was too busy playing with power rangers <laughs> this was before power rangers but what else well our power rangers anyways but uh yeah so yeah yeah, that was one of my favorite. I episodes. loved the uh, the lore episodes. They really did not overdo him. He would show up like once in a every couple seasons. Yep. And every time there was a lore episode, it was like, oh shit. Yeah, I, I loved the the lore episodes. Yeah. Now yeah. make love, not lore. Do you remember <laughs> make, make love, not lore? <laughs> so uh, Nintendo, do you remember? Do you remember their their dad's name, the creator, the inventor guy? I don't. Ah, uh, Doctor Noonien Singh. Oh yeah, that's memorable. Is it S I N G H? I think I think it is. Yeah, it should be. I think it is. Yeah, Trud Bay. Huh? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That's where you'll be. That's where you'll be. So yes. Now, do you guys think that uh, the whole the whole kind of concept of let's have a bad guy be a good guy with you know Worf was? The same thing that they were going for with Voyager when they had Seven of Nine. They're like, we're going to have a board oh, yeah, be that's, a main that's, character. Oh, yeah, that's probably true. You know, they probably, probably were true. trying to replicate that same thing. I have no idea who that is. So, I mean, I don't. I've never seen Voyager. I um, I had a coworker who was really uh, kind of a fan of Star Trek Voyager, and oh, she, just as an, I mean, I'm. I know of Star Trek. I don't know too much about it, just in case. I'm asking, like, literally, because I really don't know who, like, a lot of these things are or what yeah. the, these references are. So, yeah, again, like... So it's I, not just for the audience. It's for me as well. I don't have a ton <laughs> of knowledge, but I know that, um, you know, the Borg were, like, this kind of uh, computer-controlled hive mind just, like, you know, bent on, on you know, expansion and control and, yeah. and really just not something that you reason with, almost like Ultron, right? right. Okay. Just, so just they, like, like they they resistance is futile. Kind, yes. Yes. kind yes. of. Yeah, you, so right, they, exactly. They, these Borg would literally take like organic things like humans or whatever right. species and then turn them into like cyborgs right. mm-hmm. i do remember like an uh, like um like a trail and like, like a commercial for like an upcoming like star trek next generation episode and picard is like i got all the like the mechanics on his yeah. own yes and that, was yeah. like, that was like a huge fucking right. deal right and at the time like they didn't know if they could bring him back right because okay. he became a full and they, that was the frigging season that was the season cliffhanger yes like picard went on to the ship with an away team or something and then he the final shot of that episode is he turns towards the screen and he says and he's full Borg and he says resistance is futile yep. and like everybody who was a fan lost their fucking okay, shit. Yeah. I do remember that and was had to a wait a whole like yeah. you know six ops, months yeah. or whatever. Right. Yeah, right. I remember that being a huge deal back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And the crazy <clears> thing <throat> about Borgs is that they adapt to everything, everything. Like if you take a phaser to a Borg and like, and kill it, the next one. 
is immune to it. It's like the data it's, gets it's, fed it's like back they, to the mainframe. Exactly. It's all hive mind. Yeah, yep. and then the mainframe can, can. It's all, it's all interwebs. Yep. It's, all, it's all Wi-Fi. They're all yeah. they're all connected. Yep. So I thought, I thought that was pretty wild. Yeah, the Borg were pretty awesome, and they clearly understood that it was one of the best creations. And they made the the second Star Trek Next Generation movie was First Contact, which was all about dealing with the Borg and you got to Mm -hmm. find out about the origins of the Borg in the sense of, Hey, there's a queen Borg character who isn't a hive mind. She's the mind, you know, she's unplugged from the rest and she tells them what she wants them to do, but she's her own thinking creature, right? Which was awesome. And that movie's definitely one of my favorite of the Star Trek movies for sure. I actually have that signed by Brent Spiner. Hey, neat. That's awesome. Hey, neat. Anyway, Seven to nine, or twenty-five and yeah. six, or yeah. six to four. Seven or of nine, yeah. <laughs> Eight of spades. Eight of spades. Swinging, swinging back. But yeah, I mean, I just wanted to bring bring her up quickly because I know that she's a fan favorite from Voyager, and, and yeah. she was a character who was a Borg that joined the crew. And then there's a mm-hmm. lot of backstory with her. And honestly, from what I've heard about Seven of Nine, it makes me really want to watch Voyager. Because it sounds like right. that stuff is super well written, and I just don't know enough about it to talk more right. on it. But um, I know people really like her. She and it was, seems like a similar because it's like what happens when a Borg drone, because they, they kind of use the the analogy of like bees. So if they're drones, and then there was a queen. Um, what happens when a Borg drone gets separated from the hive? Right, it can no longer. It's no longer receiving the Wi-Fi signal of the right. rest of the. I'm not the getting Borg. any communication right. anymore. So it, no look, bars. what happens to <laughs> right. that? individual it's on, yeah right it's on and that's G. what i think happened to her and she got so separated and for a while she was just borg 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 and then it was like borg borg borg, borg, borg. borg. I, I was waiting for it i was waiting for it thank you I had to finish um, swallowing my soda but i got that up <laughs> um but then uh, like some of her past her human self started to reemerge slowly yeah and whatnot i didn't i didn't watch a whole ton of voyager at that point i did watch the first couple seasons but right Voyager yeah. was yeah. the first show that had a female captain. Female captain, yep. yeah. And a lot of captain people were Janeway. pissed about it. Yeah, you know, this I feel is like, exactly how she talked. I feel like people give that captain show J- a bum rap. And, and I mean, she would say, Jacote, open up communications. Jacote. Jehuti? Jehuti. Yeah, she was a big Zo fan. Zone right. of the Enders. Yeah, I just right. think that that show got uh, you know a bum rap, and I don't know if it was because it was intrinsically bad or because it was a female captain and a That's bunch of I dorky friggin' male sci-fi you know Star Trek I fans don't are like, nah, man, think screw it this was show. Because Janeway was a woman, I don't remember feeling like that was the case. I think I think it was a little bit cheesier. Yeah, I know fans of like there are such passionate fans of Next Generation and Deep Space Nine. We skipped yeah. Deep Space Nine. Yeah, Deep Space Nine we're getting to. A show that definitely wasn't like as commercially acceptable and successful as TNG, and they had to keep fighting for ratings, and like eventually Warp, Warp went on that show permanently as a character because they kept trying things to try to get you know people to watch that show. And it was a good show, but it was a different show. It was a space right. station, not an uh, exploration vessel. So right. things would happen and things would come to them and it was really just different and you're dealing with more like you know conflicting sides of like you know like if you're a sheriff and you're dealing with like trying to keep the peace like it's just a different thing so i think that some people kind of were like yeah this is like not my thing and then other people just passionately swear you know shout out to (laughs) shout out to my boy brendan fail loves more than anything 
B Dog and Deep Space Nine. That, that, that's like his favorite show. And I don't know. That, that's cool. I, I, I liked it. I liked the show. I didn't like it as much as TNG, but that was just me. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, good good for them for being, for diversity even for before sure. it was something they were thinking of necessarily because you had, you know, white dude being the leader of, uh, of TNG. Then you had, you know, Benjamin Sisko, who is a black main character, and he was the you know the commanding officer of Deep Space Nine, and he was a mm-hmm. he was an actor that I didn't understand why I didn't go on to more stuff because he was great. Avery, oh Brooke. yeah, I felt like I felt like yeah he should have been in more stuff after. Yeah, yeah so in, I mean once in a while I've seen him, but I mean at least uh, uh, Catherine Janeway is is like in Orange is the New Black now, which is awesome. Yeah, right. so I mean they they definitely had like good representation yeah. there. Which Even is pretty the, cool. the original Star Trek, I mean, yeah, it was a white captain, but like the, the yeah the, diversity all around yeah, the, the crew for pretty, sure. Yeah, so definitely. like that was very progressive. You yeah. know, that's like that's really cool, and that was back in the '60s. So like you wouldn't expect that, a lot, right? Even right. even the white people, they're like, okay, but you're you're Scottish, you're from Russia. Yep. You know. Yeah. Right. So I think that's really cool. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I'd like to touch on the that new trilogy, like actually talking the new about movies. the movies. Yeah, because yeah, I it. mean, that's really the biggest thing I've had um, in my life for Star Trek is is watching those uh, you know those films from the Kelvin timeline. Um, and the first one that was in two thousand nine, I was not really sure what to think. I was like, man, I don't know. Star Trek's cool, but it's never been my thing. But I'll definitely see it. Uh, but it ended up being. I mean, I think it was an extremely fun movie, an extremely good sci-fi movie that had an awesome cast. Like, Chris Pine is Kirk, Zach Quinto is Spock, Carl Urban is Bones, Zoe Saldana is Uhura, Simon friggin' Pegg is Scotty. I mean, let's like, face it, like, Zoe Saldana uh, is Zoe in Saldana every good sci-fi fa- franchise at this point. She rocks. I friggin' love Zoe Saldana. And then John Cho as Sulu and the late Anton Yelchin as Chekhov. Like, that whole cast was great i don't think there was a single person who didn't do a good job i think that the chemistry between them all was really good that was it was witty they had good character dialogue character moments were really strong and you know by the end of the movie i was like okay yep i care about this group and i know that a lot of people who are old school star trek fans really didn't like this new portrayal and because they didn't like it's new they, they didn't like what they did and they didn't like what they changed their, it wasn't their star and it isn't what they, they grew up with which is interesting because it's like I technically did grow up with the old Star Trek, but I never got attached to it. Right. So I was able mm-hmm. to just enjoy this. Where the it internet? Was. If it's different, we hate it. If it's the same, we hate it. Right? We kind of <laughs> just hate much. it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't even need to know anything else. I just don't like it. Is this uh, a new opportunity for me to bitch about something? Cool. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to throw my my negative two cents in there. Take two out of the bank. So I uh, I like that one, and I thought that the follow up Star Trek Into Darkness was really good yeah like holy really shit uh, benedict cumberbatch's con like blew me the frig away that was yeah, the first it, movie i saw him it's in it's weird to me that like people bitched more about that one because i liked the first one yeah but when when i saw that i was like holy crap i love this yeah like into so, darkness like I don't know. galvanized this series as like something i loved i was like like the first mm-hmm. one i'm like oh, i really like that movie and then i watched the second one loved it so much i'm like holy shit i'm a fan of this yeah. like i yeah. am way Agreed. into this stuff i think that the dialogue with with benedict and and chris pine were so good there were such tense moments and like i still cared when they revealed that it was con like i didn't know like you like the con reveal was still shocking to someone who didn't have that intense connection to the original series but i knew the character i know the famous william shatner you know con! Con! like that thing is just <laughs> a meme like, like and you can't escape that right? right but that that reveal was great 
everything about that second movie I, I was so jazzed about. And I, I feel like they're both just amazing, like popcorn munching movies with like awesome pacing, dialogue, development of characters, the location, the action. Like there's a lot of CG, mm. but there's a lot of practical effects. Like you actually watch some of the um the documentary and the uh, the featurettes and the DVDs and like a lot of the scenes that you think are all special effects, they did a ton of practical effects because JJ Abrams is into that stuff like he's a fan he's way into the beastie he's boys way too. into the beastie yeah. boys yeah. way yeah. into the beastie boys right so the third film star trek beyond has he has for his right to party he sure did <laughs> <laughs> the uh, star trek beyond definitely like i i think that it has uh, a lot of really neat character pairings a lot of different um character moments that are strong i think that jayla played by sophia butella is a ridiculously cool character and easily one of my favorite looking sci-fi characters like of recent memory. Yeah, she, I mean, she looks amazing. Visually just frigging like, awesome. I want to say too cool for Star like, Trek. Like too frigging but, cool. But but her character was great too. Mean. And she's very proficient like fighter and, and you know had this strong personality. She was great. Wasn't she um, the uh, Miami Sound Machine or am I thinking of someone else? I don't know. I, else. <laughs> I don't know much about that. She was the mummy. The, the, yeah, she the was the mummy Tom in the Cruise remake. Oh, wait, I'm thinking see. J Lo. Never mind. J Lo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so she was great. And the bad guy in that movie, uh, Crawl, was played by Idris Elba, who's awesome. I mean, everything that that dude is in. And I, yeah, he's always awesome. And I loved how they presented that character. That character had such a great arc. And I mean, I, I feel like, okay. I think personally he's a little too evil and I think like maybe he's a little too good at manipulating this alien technology but like whatever just you know kind of just set your uh, you know you just give it a pass or whatever um, but yeah yeah. So the set main, your disbelief to stun yeah set your disbelief to stun <laughs> I like that so the, the main thing that this movie d- did was a friggin Beastie Boys scene which like on one hand it, it should have just been so friggin cool right because they're just flying through space blasting the Beastie Boys but it just it just goes up my butt the wrong way because like <laughs> they literally is there a right way? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> technically, no. Or? Things are only supposed to go out my butt, so any direction of butt upping is wrong. <laughs> but this really went up it the wrong way because okay, you're gonna have a giant fight scene with all these ships and stuff flying around. You're gonna play Beastie Boy sabotage. Cool. Wrong. The aliens aren't just dying while the Beastie Boys are playing in the background. The aliens are dying because the Beastie Boys are playing. Like, the spaceship is literally blasting sabotage over its radio waves to scramble the aliens' communication ability. They're all like these drones that are that are controlled by this single source. And they're all able to, like, coordinate and, and fly in really tight formations, um, you know, almost like birds, like starlings or whatever. And they can, like, zoom around and punch through ships and just do all this crazy shit. So when they blast sabotage... It scrambles Listen their ability. It, it, it scrambles their ability to to properly coordinate, and it's supposed to like cause them all to crash into each other. But what that translates to on screen is we play Beastie Boys, alien ships go boom. That's <laughs> it. Like there's just waves of exploding ships, just boom, 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 boom. Like all these there's exploding, just so much explosion. There's so much boom, and I'm like, but you're <laughs> playing music into the vacuum of space, which you shouldn't have any sound, but. I guess you're just transmitting it to them and then somehow them not being able to fly correctly and is my brain hurts causing them to just <laughs> right. implode but we're not actually seeing them crash into each other they're just blowing up so um and what my brains are oozing out and of my, my ears. brains are oozing out and it's like right. I want to not be an annoying fucking nerd but 
this is just kind of a step in the direction of like, but I'm going to be an annoying fucking nerd because this doesn't make any sense. And this should have been a cool scene. I don't get it. Wait, this bridge I'm on, is this, this too bridge far? I'm on, is this too <laughs> far? I think this is too far. But whatever. I mean, it, it, the movie is definitely is good and it has a yeah. lot of good parts I think it's in it. a, definitely the weakest it's of the three. It's the weakest three. of yes. the three. For sure. But it still, you know, it still has merit. But yeah, I, you know, I really like that trilogy. And, me you too. know, it bumps me out that people are kind of harsh on it. But I think it's great. I hope yeah. to see, you know, a fourth movie. I think that it might happen. It might not. You never know. Right. Well, never what know. I loved most about it was that Nimoy was in it and he was yeah. the only surviving character from the original timeline. And that's right. that's so the other thing he they was did. So he the played, original spot. Right. They, they didn't rewrite history. It's this is like a different timeline. Right. They did right. rewrite history, but it's it's canon. Right. It's, canon. it's not so, a reboot. Right. Yeah. The OG series happened. Right. This is just different. Spock timeline. went back yeah. in time with a, a big bad guy explosion or something and changed stuff. Mm-hmm. And now this is the new tangent timeline. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and I'm pretty sure. Uh, I don't know if, how much you guys have read about this, but um, there is this probably new, zero. <laughs> uh, there is this new show that's coming out starring Patrick Stewart as John Luke Picard again. JLP. John Luke Picard again. He wears Picardigan. nothing but sweaters. Oh, it's cold out. I'm going to put on my John Luke Picard. John Luke Picard again. <laughs> um, so he is. I believe the deal is that he, it takes place in that Calvin verse. So this is not this is not the original Picard. It's not like a sequel to TNG or something. Mm -hmm. This is what became of the new version of Jean Luc Picard. Very interesting. And later in life, obviously. Wow, that's cool. So I think it's gonna be flipping awesome. Right. And Star Trek Discovery is what's uh, the that is a true reboot. That's a true reboot. That that has nothing to do with anything. They reimagined everything. Yeah. STD. I think that the point of that show is it goes back to the the origins of the USS Enterprise. It's like the whole how the Starfleet started. Okay. Like discovering all this technology and whatever. Mm -hmm. But like the Klingons are 100% brand new design and yeah. they don't look wow. anything like the Klingons ever did. It's only on CBS streaming. So CBS not, All Access or whatever. Or whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I've not I've not seen it. I haven't yeah, seen it. I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I refuse to get it. Although Doug Jones is in it, which is pretty awesome. Oh, I love Doug Jones. Doug Jones. But, Jones you know, I, I am not impassionately like driven to see it either. Right. So, I don't know. Right. Okay. I've white, white. not seen many. I mean, I've seen some of the original series. I've seen some of a handful of episodes of like you know Deep Space Nine and uh, Voyager and none of Enterprise. I'm, I've probably seen most from the Next Generation, if anything, and I've seen like the first four Star Trek movies. That's right. We didn't mention okay. Enterprise, starring Scott Bakula, where he would Bakula, say, we would <laughs> the Bakula, where he'd end every episode and he'd be like, oh boy. <laughs> Oh boy. oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Every single episode. That was a whole trailer. Yep. For the show. Oh, oh boy! boy. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! It's like, oh, back you, Leah. You you know your fans. Back you, Have a drinking game every time he says, "Oh boy," and just be dead. Like, oh end boy! Of, end of the first season. <laughs> I, I've never actually watched that one either. Yeah, I've, I've not really heard a lot about Enterprise. I mean, I know of it, but yeah, I kind of just forgot about it. Yeah. I think at, at that point, I was kind of like all set with Star Trek. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, the interesting thing about Star Trek is that it is in the world of sci-fi. It's sort of the main thing that comes to mind when you think of like a sci-fi drama, because right. most sci-fi is like action. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. there's sci-fi that's like, you know, there's horror sci-fi like Alien or Event Horizon. And, you know, there, there's others. There's there's horror. There's like, you know, 
different ways you can you can still have different flavors of sci-fi but there aren't a lot of like just straight up dramas right, and i feel yeah. like star trek is the drama mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It, it definitely is right for sure so it's you know characters it's you know all these all these little interactions that you know are dealing with politics on planets and I don't know. It's it's yeah. interesting. It's different. Yeah, it's, it's definitely know? a different. And it's flavor. also another thing that turns a lot of people off too. The whole politics and whatever, right? Because yeah. it's Cause not a lot, just that's why pure a lot, action. That's or why a lot of people love Star Wars. It's just right. yeah. There's some political stuff involved, but it's, it's just mostly like action. It's and, yeah. And the ones that people yeah. actually like, it's not right. a lot of political stuff. Right. 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 It's mostly just like put your brain away, have a good yeah. time. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and for for you, Joe, you've never been a Star Wars fan. You're like you're like the Star Trek guy. Yeah. And I know. I mean, there's a lot of people that are like that. Right. But you I'm know, not. I'm it's not like, like one or the other. I'm not. I mean, yeah, I like Star Trek, but I'm not like a fanatic Star right. Trek fan. You don't like have a, a tricorder at home. I don't have a tricorder. Yeah. I don't dress <laughs> up as a commander or, or whatever. You do have a red shirt. I have seen it. I yeah. do. I do. I do have a oh, red funny shirt. Funny thing about the, like, the red shirts. I mean, like in the original series, you know, you had the, the away teams were like the red shirts and obviously they would all always be killed off. Yeah, there'd yep. be like one guy. Yeah. Yep. And then in the, in the next generation, they flipped it. The captain has the red shirt or the shirt with the red on it and the away team has the yellow shirts. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, the uh, yeah and Riker. Yeah. All the all the officer oh, class or whatever yeah. they had the yeah. uh, the red shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Not the colors. The, the uniforms improved so much. Yeah. They really yeah. did. Yeah. I definitely prefer the next generation, especially like the later seasons of TNG or like even the movies and stuff. Like their 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 costumes got a lot better than the yeah. original show. Yeah. My yeah, God. For sure. Oh well, we're talking about the next generation. I think the reason why I even watched that show the most out of any Star Trek was for like non-Star Trek related reasons because they had this the holodeck which I thought was a pretty cool like oh, device yeah. that could always fall back on because you could literally make the show about anything it doesn't even have to be about outer space or anything and that's kind of what those are like the ones I ended up watching the most because like okay the, the away team is like a tra- it's like a training exercise yeah. so they go back to like Earth in like the 1950s and they have to fight a mob boss or right. what, whatever the hell they no, come up no, with no that, that's right they were so, they had yeah they were like 1940s like detective noir yeah, stories yeah. Yes. Yeah. and it would just wow. give them like total creative freedom just alright this episode is just going to be about this how can we do that Go in the holodeck. Yeah. It's a training exercise. Yeah, and they could totally perfect, get away with it. It totally device. makes sense. Yep. It's the perfect in that universe. Anyway. Yep. It's a perfect way to like cleanse the palate. Yeah, exactly. Like, what we, oh, the season's getting too heavy. Oh, let's just do something totally different. Yep. Right. That was, uh, yeah, I loved that. Plus, another way to keep people sane. Yeah. yeah. On those, right. on those long space. deep space right, voyages. Exactly. It makes right. sense from a story yeah. standpoint, yeah. too. Why would Yeah, be it's there? like, yeah, not even entire episodes had to even deal with it. It's just like, oh, it's just a thing that's there. But they did base whole episodes on like training exercises involving the holodeck. And it's just, oh, it's right. just a holodeck right. exercise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sometimes they would be, they would like make you think that they were on a planet. Like if the, if it had a cold open and they're all in a yeah. battle or something. Oh, and, yeah. then, and then it's like, oh, oh, like I remember there was a season one episode and in the trailer for it, they showed somebody like, shooting the phaser at this like scary looking alien really scary looking alien and he like dissolved and just disappeared like was you know atomized or whatever by the phaser and i remember thinking like oh my god what the hell they sent that phaser holy shit (laughs) (laughs) so freaking extreme out of nowhere and i'm pretty sure it was uh it was a holodeck mission Mm -hmm. that they made you think it was actually you know but i could be wrong but i do remember that clip i do think it was a holodeck but Sounds like it, it would be something like that. That was yeah. fun. I'm not sure if this was Next Generation or like later Star Trek shows where like uh, like something materialized in the holodeck would, 
would be able to come out onto the ship and like just walk around freely. Um, I remember there was one episode that dealt with that because they always said whatever holograms, because there were uh, characters like they were sucking in the detective one, or maybe it was like a Sherlock Holmes one or something. And there was a character who had become self-aware and it was yes. just a, it was just a hologram character, but they're programmed so well that the character like just had, he became self-aware. So he, he realized he was on a holodeck you know and he's on the spaceship and he wanted to leave and he did at the very end and just disappeared and he was gone but i do think there was something like that that they were trying to like uh, i i know what you're talking about i just yeah. can't remember yeah but i do want to mention the the reason that i started to watch tng um i was a fan of the old show like i said as a little kid but i i we haven't even mentioned this guy and like I, I was in third grade when, when TNG premiered. And for me, the main reason with a bullet to watch the show was because the guy from Reading Rainbow was going to be. Oh, on. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah. Like I was Lamar so Burton. friggin excited for LeVar Burton to be yeah. on a Star Trek show. I couldn't even get over it. Like he, he was instantly going to be my favorite character. <laughs> and I was so sure of it. And I'm like, oh, he's got this cool visor over his eyes. He looks like Cyclops from the X-Men. And, and like, oh, and I ended, ended up liking Data as the best. But like Jordy was always right up there. And he was always one of, one of my favorites. But when I was a little kid, it's like, oh, my God, the guy from Reading Rainbow is going to be on it. And I do remember... <laughs> That Reading Rainbow was still going on at that time, and he had an episode that dealt with Next Generation. Oh, and really? And he went behind the scenes and like showed you that, like when they uh, when they when they go through the doors, like there's two guys, one on either side, just opening these cardboard panels every time they walk through and oh, then closing man. them, and everything's like so low tech, but you just didn't, don't realize it. And uh, all this stuff, and I remember, I remember there was like a, a shot of Michael Dorn who played Worf, and he was coming out of his trailer uh, in full makeup, like they had just finished his makeup. And I remember he says, "Stand aside, I take large steps." But in film, yeah, take a look <laughs> in a book, yeah. reading Rainbow. All right, all right, we've all been talking about Star Trek and whatnot, but I like to ask you, Retroids. The question, what is your favorite sci-fi franchise that is not Star Wars or Star Trek? So, Octoponder, this. So, why don't you choke on that while we take a short break? Hi, I'm Patsy the Angry Nerd, lover of science and sharks. And I'm Ashes Von Nightmare, the real housewife of Transylvania and mistress of Merlot. And, and we're, we're the, the hosts host of the, the Throwdown Thursday, Thursday podcast. podcast, part of the Somebodies and Grand Guignol Networks. Join us each and every Thursday as we break down all the characters you love and love to hate. That's right. We cover characters from movies, television, books, video games, and even real historical figures. Plus, we discuss science. And wine. Like, so much wine. Like, all the wine. We also pit random characters against each other in free-for-all contests voted on by you, the listener, and reveal the results the following week. Did I mention the wine? Like, there's a lot of wine. So join us on our journey through pop culture on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. And we, and we will, will see, see you, you next Thursday. Bloodworks Victorium, the new album from Enchanted Exile. 11 pulse-pounding heavy metal tracks, including... 
embrace oblivion. Cold spell on Widow's Hill. And I am the void. Blood Works Cryptorian. Available now on iTunes, Google Play, and pretty much anywhere you get your digital music. So, go get it. Hey, are you ready to do some bacon? It's about that time where we ask you, the audience, to octo-ponder this. Welcome back, everyone. So we've asked you this week's uh, octo-ponder this. What is your favorite sci-fi franchise that is not Star Trek or Star Wars? So I'm going to go with Babylon 5, mine. Mm, good one. So was it, was it that much better than the first four? Apparently it was, because that one lasted the longest. Out of the, it's the amazing that they four. even got to five. Yeah, the right. other ones had no episodes. Right, so exactly. I don't know. So, yeah, I would say they... It performed did, the best. It did. Uh, uh, no, did really good. So what, what I loved about this show was that it was the little show that could. The show, like, a lot of people on the show did not know that this was going to last. They thought, like, after the third season, okay, we're done. Oh, we got picked up for a fourth season. Oh, awesome. So, okay, so we're, we know this is going to be it. Let, let's just end the story here. And then it's like, oh, we got picked up for a fifth season. What are we going to do? And the show was just so well thought out. I love the story. And, uh, the acting was fantastic. And unfortunately, it got overshadowed by Deep Space Nine because Babylon 5 came out first. And then Deep Space Nine came out after that, which a lot of people don't know that. So Babylon 5 was 94. One was Deep Space Nine. I think it was like a year later, like 95. Oh. I want to say I could be wrong. Yeah, because it was the big sequel show to right. TNG that everybody loved. Right. And what really finding this out later on it, it's really annoying because it's like okay well these people had no plans on doing another star trek show they're like oh well this show's doing pretty good let's copy what they're doing and that's how they got these space nines is a battle on five is a show based on a space station where a lot of species just come and go and they just they all just hang out, and they, they all get along for the most part. And the whole point of Babylon 5 is to have everyone learn from each other, just, like, accept everyone. Like, we don't have to have wars. We don't need any of this negative shit. We need to, like, learn to accept each other for what we are. It, it was less punchy, punchy, pew, pew. Right. I mean, there was that. <laughs> and more, yeah. more thumbs up. Right. More thumbs up. And, you know, it was very story-driven. It wasn't just action all the time. More butt slaps. It, <laughs> This was another show that was like, you know, kind of like with Star Trek. It's like very uh, drama. Right. It's a drama show, and it's just excellent. I mean, I, I recommend watching it if you haven't seen it already. It's really good. And uh, some of the characters, cool. or actually some of the actors you may know, you have Bill, Bill Mumy, who Billy was, Mumy. Who Mumy. Was, who played... Uh, uh, the little kid in uh, uh, Lost in Space. Will Robinson. Danger. Danger, Will Robinson. Right. So I think I think that's cool. And, uh, of course, Mira Fur- Furlan, who you might know from Lost. She was in that show. Was she? She was. She I, was. Don't, I don't know the name. Uh, if you saw her picture, you'd know. Um, Is it the lady from I'm Fucking Bonkers? Is that lady? No, 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 no. But she is in that one. That, that's Claudia Christian. So what was the name of that movie where she says that? Uh, fucking bonkers. Oh, Hexed. He- was it Hexed? 
I think so. And she's like, I'm fucking bonkers. Right. And that was that was like <laughs> that was like the line that we all remember from that movie. <laughs> I don't even remember what the damn movie's about. Fucking bonkers! Yeah, and it's just... Okay, Claudia (laughs) Christian, continue. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's basically it. Oh, uh, Jeff Conway. I don't know if anyone knows who Jeff Conway is. Um, Bruce Boxenleitner? Boxleitner. Leitner, yeah. Yeah. Bruce Bruce Boxleitner was uh, Tron. Yeah, that's right. So he took a lot of the heavy stuff out of the boxes and became lightning. Yep. He was a Boxleitner. Yes. And unfortunately, a lot of the cast members from the show have passed away. Oh really? Is. Yeah, so that's that's unfortunate. But um, they did come out with a sequel show, and I forget the name of it. Um, oh, I didn't realize that. I'm going to assume it wasn't Babylon Six. No, it wasn't Babylon Six. <laughs> it, was, it was something else. Two on the news. Oh, I I so I'm looking up Mira Furlan right now, and I do remember her from Lost. She was only in a a few episodes. She was the crazy French lady oh. in Lost right. that they found. She was just she was in some episodes like later. Yep. I don't know, middle of the show or something. Yep. Crazy French lady. I remember. What is it? Oh, okay. Lost. All right, so the sequel show is called Crusade. Oh. And it only lasted like 13 episodes. Minutes. And Seconds. Because <laughs> yeah. a lot of people didn't like it. I've never actually seen it. it got one quarter of the way through the intro and they stopped. <laughs> and they right. canned it. We, right. we are all set. Hey, you know, that happens. You go through like ha- There was a show where, you know, they only aired half the episode and then just stopped airing it. I don't even remember That's what rough. show it was, but it was supposed not to be even that, fair. that bad. Can, so, yeah, can so, you finish? So, Babylon 5, <laughs> go see it if you haven't already. If you like the sci-fi drama, go for it. It's awesome. If you like that, if you like your, your sci-fi light on the pew-pew. Right. But heavy more. on the intellectual yeah. drama. More chitty-chitty, less bang-bang. Exactly. Yes. Yes. More chitty-chatty. Right. Chitty-chatty. That's right. All right, so passing the torch. What about you, Bruce Rushmood? Oh, my God. Well, I don't know. I didn't really get myself really too deeply involved in any particular sci-fi franchise. But uh, a couple of movies that I do liked a real whole bunch back in the day uh, were the first two Terminator movies. Yes. So good. First one coming out in 1984. Obviously with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Lyndall Hamilton, and the other guy, which I can't remember. What's the other guy's name? The guy who played... Uh, John Connor. Um, oh. On which one? The first Terminator movie. John Reese. Connor. Oh. Oh no no. Michael Bean. Michael Bean. He's not. Blah, blah, blah. He's not John Connor though. He's. Uh, oh no, that's Kyle right. Reese. Kyle Reese. Yeah, that's where the Reese name came in. I swear <laughs> I like this movie. <laughs> I just but, don't uh, remember it. I was, I was like, like ten years old when this yeah, movie came out, but still somehow managed to see it. You know, shortly after it was released because you know VCRs were a thing and cable TV, I guess. And dun 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 Pretty epic, you know, freaking music there. Right. Uh, yeah, it's like totally awesome, you know, cyborg, robot, sci-fi. Just, you know, just loved watching it as a kid, you know, very, you know, tense and, and all that stuff. And of course, you know, the famous I'll be back, you know, line from Arnold that, you know, gets repeated, you know, ad nauseum to this day. <laughs> yeah. You know, just, you know, awesome. It's so funny that that is the line that everybody took away from that first I know, movie. right? I know, right? Super back. weird. It's so weird. It's, a, yeah. it's such like a minor thing. I know like, it is a like, minor thing. Like even watching it, you're like, it doesn't feel like, oh man. I right. know. So it's <laughs> I like, know it's so okay. weird. I don't know. But uh, you never know. Yeah, what's going to be true. a flash in the pan, right? Know. You never know what's going to go viral. It's going to keep going. Yeah. Right. So you like the the scene where you know, Arnold's like doing some like self repair, and you can tell it's like you know prosthetics and stuff, but I still thought it was really really cool for the time. Oh yeah. You know because you got the Arnold face, which is clearly like not his actual face, but it's all you know cut up because you have to you know take out one of his eyeballs to repair it. And I just thought that was 
pretty rad. And then like a whole seven years later was like the sequel T2. So it was a few years in between. Right. Especially Jeez, back yeah. in the 80s, things just came, you know, popped out, bang, 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 year after year. True, yeah. Seven years, yeah. No yeah. kidding. And it was like 1991 yep. when Terminator 2 Judgment Day came out. And again, awesome. The technology and like the, the effects from that movie still hold up pretty damn well to this yeah. day. Yeah, uh, they do. Friggin' like almost 30 years later. Like, holy crap. Yeah, it's such a yeah. good movie. Yeah, like, yeah. Obviously, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, was back in it as, like, you know, the T-100 or whatever it was. And then T-800. The, was it? Was it about, or was the it, T-80. It was, it was less than I a thousand. Was a, I think, it was I think the T-80 is a calculator. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> the, tech, the T-I. Yeah. T-I-87. <laughs> then, like, the newer Terminator, which is all, like, the, the liquid metal morphy stuff, which is just friggin' just really cool to see back in the day. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like some serious Alex Mack shit going yeah. on. Well, it's really Alex Mack. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool because, like, there's the, sh- the series was, like, all practical effects. And they did, even in T2, some seriously cool practical effects. They did. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of stuff. Like, there's this one shot where, where they're opening up the back of schwarzenegger's head but there's a mirror and and you don't think about it. it's like how come we can't see the camera and how are they doing this and you're seeing the reflection of the inside of his head but you're also seeing arnold's face right. so it's like well there was actually a person back there that was playing the reflection or there was a, a model or something like right. it, it's really neat like the yeah. things that they came up with yeah. but then the t-1000 was just pure cg right and that was like that new technology everybody's going to be wowed by but it was it was just the t-1000 yeah, yeah. so i also remember like um one one scene with a you know t-1000 chasing him he like, kind of makes like metal claws out of his hands like you know grabs onto like a back of the 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 vehicle the they're trying to escape from. I think yeah. it was a cruiser, actually, like a police car. Yeah. And then, like, Alan Schwarzenegger, like, the, his Terminator, hits him in the head with a shotgun, big, huge blast, and it was actually a practical effect when he falls out of the car. It was, it's like the guy in a costume with his big, huge, like... Amoeba head. Yeah, it was, like, it was, like really rad. It was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Just, Shit, and then, dude. you know, he stands up, and all his forms back to him. He's like, how do you stop this thing? So this is freaking cool. crazy. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, the T-1000 yeah. was amazing. Yeah. yeah, totally awesome. The problem is they, they then felt like they had to keep topping the T-1000, and they were all lame. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, ah. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I remember thinking the third one was okay, yeah, and then was, I just, just, did, I just really stopped following it after that. Yeah. I, with, for me, for... Uh, with three, it, it was just like a carbon copy of two. Like you have like you had the the car chase scene yeah. and and whatever and ugh, I don't know. Just, so going back to T two, it was a pretty cool like you know role reversal for like you know Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator the T. Yeah, his oh, Terminator yeah, yeah, yeah. turned out to be the good guy was amazing and, and like fa- nobody saw that coming. Right, and then yeah, the yeah. fact that um. John Connor was actually trying to teach him like all the like the virtues yep. of humanity and stuff. Like, oh, it's actually a pretty cool you know layer to the story. Yeah. I also liked that they they specifically put the T one thousand in the role of a cop. So at the time, I don't know if people think about if if that came out today, but at the time you're like, oh, cop is a good guy. Right. So like, yeah. so like, oh, he's the good guy. He's coming to save the kid. And and then there's Arnold, who you know for sure is the bad guy. Right. And then it turns out he's like, get down. Yeah. <laughs> and you know Linda Hamilton, you know badass, you know you know female protagonist in that movie is like oh, oh yeah. you know escaping from the asylum yeah. and whatnot, and meeting you know the Arnold you know Terminator, thinking all right in her mind that's the bad Terminator, so she's freaking the fuck out. Right, come yep. with me if you want to live. And, and, and like such a, a character turnaround for her too. Right, like, she's and like, the, thing, the whole all the shit that she's gone through in those two movies alone, like, like well I don't think she was in any of the other ones, but in those two movies that character goes through so goddamn much. Yeah, it's like, like all right, her in her womb is like the fate of the fucking man, the fate of mankind. So I was like, right. no pressure, right? Yeah, don't die. Right. <laughs> Try to keep now, it together. 
Now, Greg, do you realize that um, about the new Terminator movie that's coming out that it's going to have Linda Hamilton in it again? I did hear about that, yeah. And um, oh, I can't. There was like three women in particular. And I re- I remembered. I don't remember now, obviously, but I, I'd seen one of the other ones from something before, but I just can't okay. really recall. But I do remember hearing a little bit about it. Because this is not related to the last one was what Genesis I believe. Terminator yeah. Genesis Christian that Bale was the one with uh, yeah. the Mother of Dragons yeah I think this, this I new know. Terminator with Mother Amelia of Terminators Clark. yeah this new Terminator movie is supposed to like you know erase everything the, the last three movies or whatever, like three three Genesis and the, the Salvation. Yeah, Salvation Salvation and Genesis yeah. yeah so Salvation was so so, the, uh, so this new one, one is going to be a true direct sequel to two to two yeah. okay yeah which is cool yeah um. Which is pretty cool, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that Linda Hamilton being missing is like the, one of the main reasons that three was like instantly panned. It's like, oh, yeah. come on, like none of the actors are back, just only Arnold. Like, and he's right. doing the exact like you said, Joe. Like he's doing everything that he did in two. Only you know you you knew he was a good guy the whole time, and it's it's just it's just so lame. Yeah, the TX was the villain in that one and she was like oh part liquid metal but had a actual skeleton like okay that's not that's better right yeah, the build not cast better. is according to IMDB uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is supposed to be yep. a part of it too and uh, the other woman I recognized was uh, Mackenzie Davis who I believe was on a show called Halt and Catch Fire okay okay yeah, not that I saw a ton of that but I've seen heard of the some show. of it yeah it, it seemed alright but it's like uh, on paper it sounds like oh it's like 80s it's about you know technology like you know video game development it's like it's not fun though it's a very Dark, like I don't want to well, say dark. What was the name of the show? Halt and Catch Fire. Oh. It's very like kind of grim and it's like, oh man, it's all these people are like always so depressed. <laughs> Is that that's a History Channel show or uh, AMC or AMC? Okay, yeah, I, but that's where I recognized her from. Yeah, right. I had a coworker who was way into that show too. But yeah, I've heard it's really like heavy stuff. Yeah, cool. I had never heard of it. Cool. Very cool. All right. All right. All right. So, uh, Parasite Steve on. So I'm going to go with uh, the greatest uh, sci-fi movie of the 80s, which is obviously Batteries Not Included. Clearly. Just kidding. I'm going to go with uh, the 1979 classic Aliens. Alien. Alien. Which is an awesome movie. And uh, definitely the first movie I saw that was a sci-fi horror. And it is easily one of my favorite movies ever. The sequel actually came out seven years later. Wow. Much like Terminator 2. So it was uh, 79 was Alien, and then Aliens came out in 86. The heart of the 80s. So pretty cool. I mean, I don't know what I could really say that isn't already known. I don't know. I mean, it's just just easily one of the best, like, movie monsters, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Very unique. Yeah. Very terrifying. Like, oh, shit, what do I even do to this thing? I mean, you had to go to, like, a Dutch weirdo to design the monster. Because, like, every other movie monster kind of just looks like a guy, you know, basically. And this is like, where did you come up with that that head? Like, that face is just nuts. You know, everything is... I mean, I know it's a dick, but, like, I'm just saying. It's still... It's It's still scary. He did it, though. Yeah, really cool. And in in space, no one can hear you scream, which is is a scary-ass tagline. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Yeah, but you know what you can hear? Fucking Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. Listen, all y'all, I'm talking about (laughs) some alien, all right? Stupid ass. 
Listen, all y'all, it's Xenomorph. Xeno. I'm glad you guys took that. I didn't want to keep going. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. Right, Alien awesome. rules. I love it to yeah, death. It I yeah. like. Honestly, I kind of like all the sequels to a degree. Right. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What, even the Prometheus and the Alien. Was Covenant like Covenant. I, I honestly I just sort of find things to like about them even though none of them are ever as good as the first two right. but I sort you of just don't like AVPR I hate AVPR that's the only one that I hate there's like but, two of those right AVP well there's one, AVP one which, which is, has the greatest buddy okay. cop scene of all time it just does. me and my predator the, the girl and the and the scar predator running scar predator just jamming just along pals. at the end just palling it they're they're running <laughs> after the uh, away from the queen as she's doing her t-rex impression but um yeah uh avpr was was hot garbage but uh yeah, everything really else like i always find something to like i mean right. predators like that too for me and I, I mean they're right up there um, mm-hmm. but, um, mm-hmm. I always, I always feel that alien sort of edges out for me personally, but nice. yeah. anyway, yeah. nice. All right. What about you? Okay. Uh, so I, I had chosen Astro Boy because oh. it is such an old property. It's one of those anime that has been around for an extremely long time. Um, I mean, it was from the 1960s originally. And, uh, you know, it's like a manga and anime and all this other stuff. But I never got introduced to it until the 2000s. Uh, and there was a series, the 2003 series, which was on Cartoon Network here in America. And it was like 50 episodes long or so. And I fully intended to just watch a couple episodes. Like, I thought, okay, you know, I want to just see what Astro Boy's about. I'm going to watch a couple. And I didn't expect to really like it. And I ended up... 42 hours later. Watching all 50 42 episodes in hours Monday. later. I mean, <laughs> yes. like, it, it actually grabbed me and just completely subverted my expectations because I thought it was going to be, like, really cutesy, you know, very much for kids, and it just really isn't. Like, it's... Got a very cute exterior, but all of the subject matters of the episodes, you know, were a lot more serious and there was a lot more dire circumstances and different, like, you know, kind of moral quandaries and how, things. How were the straights? Were they also dire? The straights were dire as hell. <laughs> so dire. But I was so surprised that I ended up watching the whole thing and feeling so, like, positively about it. Um, and it's one of those, it's one of those shows that like, I think you just should give it a shot and, and watch through like a handful of episodes of the 2003 series because it's Do you know, so is it, well is written. Is it available anywhere? Uh, so Crunchyroll so or anything? It's, it may be on Crunchyroll. When I watched it, I mean, this was like 2011 ish and, um, it was all on Netflix. So it, it's no longer on Netflix, but I mean, it's available. You can purchase it on, you know, the complete series kind of thing on DVD or Blu-ray, uh, which is something I super want to buy because I really want to go through it again. But yeah, I remember feeling like the writing and the characters were so much better than I expected from like a cutesy, like kitty looking anime thing. Like it just, it felt like, oh, okay, this is going to be something like Pokemon or, or whatever, like Digimon animes where they're just like, you know, very, you know, surface level and not, you not too like dramatic or really well written, but each episode in Astro Boy was memorable. It it didn't just feel like a wash of like a bunch of crap and, and, you know, it's just like another day in the life. Like each one was really structured and, and meaningful. So I, I love that show. It's so awesome. And I, I really 
really recommend it to anybody, you know, no matter what age you are, because even though it looks really, you know, for kids, it's not. It's not just like something for 10 year olds. Have you, have um, you played a game on the GBA? I did play the GBA game. That game's awesome. Yeah, I've heard that it, was it, lo- good. it looks really, really yeah, good. Yeah, it's it's super good. That's that is one of my favorite like weird just unknown GBA games. It's it's really really great. And I liked the movie they did too for America, the CG Astro Boy movie. Oh yeah, oh, yeah by the the company that did that TMNT movie. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, it was the same um, folks. The other oh. and that, those were the only two movies they made. They went bankrupt. Oh, that's too oh. bad. I honestly liked the TMNT movie. I liked the yeah, TMNT movie too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah like that, lot, that, that, that was pretty it, pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't like the the like the way like the, the turtles looked of them was weird at right. first, but right. I and then I sort totally of got over it. Was it. Perfect. Yeah. Like, right. it was such and a good really turtles liked movie. It, yeah, right. yeah, because yeah, uh, Parasite Steve, you and I saw that in the theaters, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. 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 there was no yeah. shredder. They're like, let's do something different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that movie came out in 2007. Oh wow! No Jesus. It was good though. I enjoyed. Yeah, it. yeah, long time, long time ago now. But yeah, that Astro Boy movie they did was great, and uh, the anime is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, give it a watch. It, it's it's a fun time. A good cast and everything. Uh, but yeah, that's my pick. Nice, cool, awesome, awesome. So those were our answers. Now it's your turn to tell us what you think about this week's Octopon of this. Do it, do it, Retroids. Just do it. Just do it. Okay. Do it. Do it. Blibbity blab on the blibbity blab machine. Do it. Let us know. Let us know in the comments below. Faux Wait, show. this isn't YouTube. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you smash that like button, hit subscribe, and hit that bell. And become my Patreon. Give me your money so I can make more free content for you. <laughs> Give me your money. Me your we money. don't even ask for your money. We don't we even just, want it. We just ask for your time. Oh, I'll, I'll take it. Greg okay. wants it. Okay. Shmushmouth wants it. I mean, if you're just going to give it to us, I mean, I'll take it. I won't, I won't say I'm no. not going to throw it back at you. <laughs> so anyways, we're a fairly new podcast, so we'd love to hear what you guys think of the show in general. And you can reach us at, at Redoctopus on Twitter, in our Facebook group, or you can always email us at Redoctopus at gmail.com. It's almost time to catch that horizon, but before we say goodbye, let's go to this. Let's go to eat a goddamn snack. Christmas pudding! Look what I got here, Bob. A twinkie wing sandwich. Your favorite. Christmas pudding! I am so hungry. Two steaks for dinner. Didn't get to finish my orange. All the frozen yogurt places were closed. Hey, everyone. Boss Rush Mode here. And I got a segment for you that, uh, well, if you weren't paying attention to that little intro there, I'm going to tell you what the name of the segment is. It's Gross Fuck Food Hack. You heard that right. Yes, you heard that right. Uh, I'm going to start off with a little, little bit of a story of a um, little, short little text conversation I had with a friend you know, a few weeks ago. He, he texts me, he goes, I thought you changed your name to Boss Rush Moves, but then I realized you can't change your name on my phone. And I was like, oh, that's kind of funny, but oh, that's what he actually calls me, huh? Oh, okay. So uh-huh. then I responded... I laugh and hurt at the same time, but also reading this while eating a piece of leftover pizza with plans to, to eat a cupcake immediately afterwards, so the blame is all mine. <laughs> and why do I bring this up? Well, I didn't get these plump manneries overnight. I, they came from years of indulging myself in foods I shouldn't have partaken in, or at least not partaken in as much. And one of those types of foods I'm going to share with you today. Sometimes what I like to do, I think everyone knows, you know, store-bought pudding and all that kind of stuff. You know, you get the snack packs, you snap them apart, and you take a pack to feel, uh, take back the foil top. <laughs> Boy, this is why they call me Mushmouth Mode, everyone. 
And uh, so there it is. <laughs> you take this little, you know, take this little single serving thing of pudding. Take the spoon, maybe stick it in there, maybe give it a little half turn. Then you take a bit of a single serve liquid creamer, just dump it right in there. Oh you mix God. it together. Oh, it's it's very tasty. <laughs> and it doesn't just stop there, folks. There's a whole bunch of combinations you can go with. Oh, I mean, no. you can have like the chocolate pudding, maybe some caramel chocolate cream or caramel coffee creamer. Bang that together. It's it's fucking great. Or you can maybe get some uh, butterscotch pudding if you want it a little bit earthier. Put in some hazelnut. Or if you want to do some very, very vanilla, get some vanilla pudding and some French vanilla. Just fucking vanilla the shit right out of your own face. Oh, man. It's so tasty. Oh. You really got to like that white stuff to do you that. You do. Oh, and I love it. And the limits are your own imagination and, of course, the availability of pudding and single-serve liquid coffee creamers in your area. Now, uh, tapioca, yay or nay? Uh, you know what? I haven't had it in a million years, so I can't even really say. Hmm. It's just chewy vanilla. I think it's just chewy, <laughs> chewy vanilla. vanilla. <laughs> but hey, you could, you could spruce that up with some Irish cream. Yeah, yeah I think tapioca and Irish cream would be amazing. That, I think that would be pretty good. That, that sounds good, right? I'm not, I'm not crazy. I, I, no, I, I would I do it. We should try it. Yeah, yes. we should try it. Absolutely. This. So, now, obviously, you know, you know, just... Everything in moderation. I don't want any retroids, you know, getting themselves heart attacks or dying because of stuff they do on here. Try it before you diet. And, uh, you know, just have fun and just bon appetit. Well, that was uh, really good, you uh, you gross fuck. Food hack! Food hack. So, anyways, uh, this is our little promo section. So, uh, 8-Bit Air Command, do you want to promo anything? So I recently did a uh, a new theme song for a friend of mine who has a YouTube channel. He's been doing a lot of different life travel stuff, but he also has a separate gaming channel. Uh, and his name is Bomb BW. That's B O M B, and then B W. Uh, so yeah, I did a short little uh, short little tune Bumble. for the intro. For his, uh, his YouTube channel. And nice. I don't know if it's going to be on a video yet. I know he's been kind of busy with stuff. But I want to post the uh, the link and the song on my YouTube channel. So you guys will be able to find that there. Uh, yeah, and then hopefully check out his stuff. Maybe you'll find something new that you like. And that's, uh, that's what's up with me. Nice. What about you? Oh, well. Well, I play bass guitar for a little band known as Enchanted Exile. I've never heard of them. What the heck is that? It's weird since you sing for them. Oh, weird. It is so weird. And 8-Bit Alchemy does keybads and stuff. And Nintendo does guitars. I have no recollection of this. Oh, well, hey, well. Is this a dream? No, it's not a dream. It's reality. And to prove it, you guys can go to Enchanted Exile Metal, all one word, enchantedexilemetal.bandcamp.com, and check out our stuff. We have two full-length albums up, Never After and Bloodwork Scriptorium. Both uh, pretty damn proud of, and I implore you to check them out, and hopefully you will like them too. Excellent. Yeah, and uh, we also do the intro music for Retroid Octopus and various other things you're hearing along the way in the podcast. Yep. Yep. We kind of insert that, uh, just, just, you know, wherever we can. Yeah. That's all. We're just that damn good. We just shove it down your throat. Yeah, yeah. we're just okay at it. I know? mean, ain't nobody else playing us. We might as well. <laughs> Except for that cool guy. Wait. If you can't play yourself, who can you play with? That's right. That is right. Yes. No, <laughs> Yes. I think that Ain't is... Ain't no I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> right, what about you, Parish Ice Steve? 
So as you may or may not know, I also go by my real name, which is Steve Van Sampson, and I am a horror author, and uh, I, I do conventions sometimes. One of them was back in October of 2018. I did and Shock, which is an awesome horror and uh, music convention that happens in Worcester, Massachusetts every year, and I was interviewed for, uh, for a little vlog, a little cool little vlog there by the uh, wonderful and lovely Miss Jeanette Andromeda, and she's awesome. She she has a great YouTube channel. You should definitely go check her out. Um, her first name is spelled J-E-A-N-E-T-T-E. Last name, Andromeda. You can figure that out, I think. I trust you. And uh, the the video is actually Journey of the Awkward Vlogger, Rock and Shock 2018. And it's pretty fun. So go check out Jeanette's little journey into the world of rock and shock and goodness. And I show up at some point and act extremely awkward and i can't stand myself on camera enjoy and drama do it <laughs> nice all right so i'll uh i'll mention my new little uh show that i have on my youtube channel which is called open damn it open which is a line taken from the transformers the movie, movie. Open, drum it. so uh open. basically what it is uh an unboxing show so there's nothing original about it it just has a little... It's a clever name, name though. just has a Wayfunder name. Yeah, Wayfunder name. And uh, I did my first one not too long ago. It's up on my channel if you want to check it out. And, uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. And, hope you enjoy it! Hope you enjoy it! Nintendo. It's for breakfast now. Nintendo. It's I'm a cereal. cereal. Wow! <laughs> Go check that Anyways. shit out on the Nintendo channel if you know what's good for you oh, over yes. on the YouTubes. Yes, yes. All right, that wraps up the episode. If you haven't jumped ship by now, we certainly hope you enjoyed this week's journey over the treacherous waters of all things that made growing up awesome. If you like what you've heard, please hit that little subscribe button and like us on Facebook and Twitter. Retro Reef Octopus is part of the Inebriard Podcast Network, so if you get a chance, please check out our sister shows like Old Colony Cast. Bar talk, and of course, inebriarts as Andy and Fish chat with local artists over a couple of cold ones. For more information or to subscribe to us or any of these great shows, please visit inebri-art.com. I've been your host, Nintendo, and beam me up, Scotty. Scotty.